0: The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender at ID 255368 and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Acunet Mortgage.
1: Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ.
2: And a very pleasant Sunday, everyone. I'm Mark singerist Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. Along with uh, Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors, uh, owner Brian Wickert joining us, and uh, Chief Millennial Loan Consultant David Wickert as well. Now, if you have a question or a comment, give us a call or text us on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. The number is 414 799 one six twenty gentlemen we're off and running here we go yep let's let's get started with that article that was in the wall
0: street journal uh front page this last week uh, by lorna casisto and you got the newspaper and it was on the front page on my app mm. and sarah cheney i can tell i go to the little link that says front page here was the headline Existing home sales suffer the largest annual drop in four years. And it went on to say that sales of previously owned U.S. homes posted their largest annual decline since 2014 in October as the housing market continues to sputter due to higher mortgage rates. That's a good word. Due to higher mortgage rates that are reducing home affordability. That, of course, is according to data from... The National Association of Realtors, of which I am a card-carrying member. And remember, though, those numbers do not include the for sale by owner market. Then later in the article, Lawrence Yun, or maybe Yoon, who is the National Association of Realtors' chief economist for a long time, is quoted as saying, there is a feeling that the market could actually go even lower than what it is now in terms of sales, end quote. He also said that interest rates appear to be choking off buyer demand, and he joined in with President Trump in stating that the Federal Reserve should consider pausing its interest rates increases to give the housing sector time to quote be on firmer ground. All right, so that's the breathless headline. Now back to reality. Here are a couple of uh, little facts that I dug up this morning from our own uh, state of Wisconsin and uh, the um, uh, GMAR, Greater Milwaukee Association of Realtors, because as Mark said in our run up, like politics, all real estate is local. There is really no such thing as a national real estate market. Correct. Nobody says, you know, I'm thinking about buying a home today in either Boston, Seattle, or I don't know, maybe even Milwaukee. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of rare. And so it all boils down to locality. So let's just recap the reality here. First of all, on a statewide basis, the uh, uh, state of Wisconsin realtor numbers came out just recently, and sales are down only 2% when you compare October of this year to October of 17. Hey, but you know what? Remember, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. It also depends on what you compare it to. If we compare this October to October of 16 mm-hmm. statewide, Sales are up, 3.3 percent. So are sales up or down? Well, it depends what you compare it to. It's all relative. Um, on a county to county basis, these are some new numbers that we haven't had before. Dane County's up two percent from a year earlier. They're up 15 percent uh, from October. Brown County, where Green Bay is, uh, down five percent from a year ago and down seven percent from 16. Eau Claire. Where your mother went to school, David mm. up nineteen percent versus two thousand and seventeen and up seven and a half percent from sixteen uh, Fox Valley outagamy, which the county seat of Autogamy county David is Did i say appleton Appleton they're down thirteen percent from last October, down twelve percent from a year earlier Fond du Lac, which is where Fond du Lac is, which means in French lake of fond nope foot of the lake oh. uh they're down a whopping two home sales from last year or 1.5% down 1.6% a year ago, a couple of other samples Oh, the five county metro area. So that's just, again, the whole point of me blathering out these numbers is that it's all over the map. It depends on where you live in the five county metro area. Single family home sales are down 10% in October versus a year ago. But hey, listings are up. Are you ready? 6% Hmm. compared to October 17. When you look at October this year versus a year earlier in 16, well, home sales are only down 1% and listings are up 7%. Um, condos, by the way, sales were up 7% in October. Um, listings were down, however. So it's all over the map in terms of the up and down But here's what I want people to take away from this segment. If you're a home shopper, calling all home shoppers. Right now, inventory is up. I've talked to several realtors this last week. They're like, man, you know what? The selection is kind of like the best it's been. If you want to beat the rush, you know, everybody and their brother is going to come out of the blocks in January and February, Mm -hmm. okay? That's when we issue the most pre-approvals at Acunet. Get out there now. The worst that can happen is you don't find a house that you love, and then you keep shopping in January, February, and March. The best thing that that can happen is you find a house that you love. And before anybody else. And then maybe you don't have to compete against, you know, five other offers uh to get that accepted offer. Okay. So we are ready, willing and able to help people locally. You know, <laughs> locally. Or across the state, or by the way, in Illinois, Minnesota, or Florida, if you want to buy a vacation home in Florida. And we we're just I I fielded a question from somebody in Florida who was getting ready for closing just this past week, buying a vacation home down there. So love to help you in Florida. Mm. In fact, I'll come down and personally inspect the collateral uh, prior to closing. All right, so speaking of first-time buyers, when we come back, I'm going to tell you the story about a first-time buyer with very little credit and how that does and doesn't impact him, plus what you can do to build up your credit when we come back.
2: And you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is
1: the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ.
2: The Holiday's right around the corner, and WTMJ is back with its annual Holiday Radio Show. WTMJ presents the night before Christmas, starring Gene Miller, Jane Matineira, Jeff Wagner, and a sleigh full of Wisconsin celebrities from Turner Hall in downtown Milwaukee tomorrow at 6:30 that's our taping before a live audience and you can be part of it some tickets are still available all you have to do is go to wtmj.com or text the word christmas to 414-799-1620 now here are two actors and presenters extraordinary Brian and David yes. I hear you're going to be part of that show too. I think that, that my walk-on is right after yours. I think so. I think, yeah, I think des- you're right. Okay. We're man. going to be thespians I'll see you together you there tomorrow night. All right, that sounds good.
0: So, uh, luckily, Acunet Mortgage has a treasure trove, a cornucopia to use a Thanksgiving type word, mm-hmm. a plethora of tools to help first-time home buyers and I want to share the story about a uh son of a repeat customer of ours which is always an honor when people entrust you with their children's home financing but you know we do a darn fine job of it and it's kind of natural so um, that people would recommend their their children come or grandchildren come and get their financing through acunit so this fellow in his mid uh, 20s has a very nice nest egg uh, um, saved up to buy his first home and but it turns out he has a very thin credit profile, and by thin I mean the only lines on his credit report are from Wisconsin Electric, otherwise known as We Energies. And luckily he has uh, three different We Energy accounts, probably because he's rented at three different places. Okay, one of them dates back to 2013, another one dates back to 2014, and the third one only dates back to 2018. But here's the rub. The older ones and the new one all report to TransUnion, but only the most recent one, which was opened up in 2018, reports to another credit bureau. In this case, Experian, none of the three Equifax doesn't know that he exists. Exactly. All right. And so then also because he's got a very recent credit history with only one account reporting to the second credit bureau, Experian. There's not a lot of data to rate him on. They only have like a seven-month history on one account, so his credit scores are widely different. His um, longer one with TransUnion is way up there, over seven sixty, hmm. and his other credit score, though that only has that short, very limited look at his credit history, is way down at 685, six eighty five, six between six eighty and. Hmm. And, and seven hundred, mm-hmm. so those are multiple uh, credit car-
3: categories apart. And David, what did you figure out on this transaction? Well, we have a tool where we can go in and simulate uh, activity for credit, and so we're able to jump in. and If he goes opens a thousand dollar credit card at Chase Bank, that or, new any, history, national bank. or na- any national bank, or any national bank his credit score would jump 40 points cause he's going to have a second and we can't guarantee the points or the jump. Right, right, but it's an estimate. Yeah. That, Hey, you opened up a new uh, credit line and that starts reporting timely payments. You're going to benefit from that.
0: Okay. And so he grasped that concept. And by the way, anytime we get somebody's credit score, the hint that we're given, and and this goes out to the borrower as well is why isn't your credit score higher and so the items listed were length of time the accounts have been established yeah no joke mm-hmm. you've only you know got 7 months on one lack of recent revolving account information oh that means a credit card third one lack of recent bank or national re- revolving information and too few accounts currently paid as agreed. So uh, combine that a hint, then one of our skilled loan consultants figures out exactly what the benefit would be. And this young person, uh, embraces that and says, great. I went out, I got a, We got an email back from him late last week. I went out and I opened a bank credit card. So now I'm going to delay my home purchase until that, um, impacts my credit score. positively. And so this morning, what I did is I, I jumped into some of our tools because I thought, oh, okay, he's going to wait, which is understandable. Um, But I did some number crunching to show myself and then I shared with him that we actually have a loan program that is impervious to the person's credit score. I'm using trying to use all Mm. my $5 words in one segment here because you know what here I I thought of this word too. He had a paucity of trade lines. There you go. Anyway. The point is we have a loan program where your credit score doesn't matter that much. And I'm going to tell you what that uh, loan program is, along with a little comparison quickly, when we come back after this.
2: And you're listening to the Accurate Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ
1: getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ.
2: For just the fifth time in Brewers history, baseball's MVP plays in Milwaukee. Take a look back at Brewers outfielder Christian Yelich's storybook season from a January trade all the way to the NLCS today at 11 a.m. right here on WTMJ. Once again, here's Brian and David. So we're talking about a first time home buyer
0: who has thin credit file and therefore divergent two divergent credit scores, one really high over seven sixty and the other one between six eighty and seven hundred and We helped him realize, boy, you could really get your credit score to improve if you went out and opened up a credit card uh, Other things you can do to get a better credit score um, and remember the credit scoring system has to have data to work with in order to develop a score. You can be added as an authorized user, like your parents on your parents' account. You could open up a secured credit card, meaning, Hey, I actually give the bank, Chase Bank, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, here's $500 that you get to keep of my money. And that's sort of like collateral for my credit card. Hmm. And then you charge the money and that, there's no risk to them. Okay, but it still reports as a credit card and uh, you develop your credit muscle. But in this particular person's um, situation, what I calculated this morning for him and David and I were just looking at the numbers is using our WIDA, that's Wisconsin Housing and Economic Development Authority, 30 year fixed rate program for first time home buyers, where there is no monthly PMI whatsoever, his credit score doesn't matter. All he has to do is make it through the Fannie Mae automated underwriting system and there is no impact on the loan pricing, nor is there any impact on the private mortgage insurance pricing. Why? Because there's no private mortgage insurance. And then I also wanted to show him, and I emailed him this morning and haven't had a chance to talk with him, that instead of his original plan of putting, let's say, 10% down, which is $20,000 on a $200,000 home, Uh, he could go with like 5% down, put half the money down and then either have all this money left over to remodel the house or just look at in his bank account and check this out compared to getting a, a, a property with 10% down and improved credit score. The difference for keeping that extra 10 grand in his checking account is only $44 a month. It's okay. a pretty good trade. So I don't know if he's, you know, to some people and you're working with a buyer right now, David or a home buyer, I know who is extremely sensitive to monthly payment and is willing to do anything, including throwing lots of money yep. at the down payment to yep. keep the payment as low as possible. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But our job as loan consultants is to point out to people that they have choices. Mm-hmm. And so in this particular case, all I'm doing is saying, Hey, Mr. Home shopper, first time buyer, you don't have to wait for your credit score to go up. If you don't want to, you could take action now while there are fewer buyers Mm -hmm. and even consider putting less money down. Well, yeah, nor do you have to wait to save up more money. That's right. That's right. So again, just giving people, educating people, uh, that's really what we do. All right. So, um, when we, oh, by the way, on our website, if you go to acunet.com and under loan options, Mm -hmm. we have built a very nice table of first-time home buyer options so that you can see we have like four different options and some of them like our WIDA loan program uh, that has an income limit. So for a single person, uh, you cannot make more than $77,300 and and still qualify for this special below market rate uh, financing. And then we have other programs, one from Fannie Mae, one from Freddie Mac that are also income restricted, let's say you can't make too much money and then we have some ordinary available to anybody uh with 3% down that's a regular fannie mae program the only limit there is the maximum loan amount's $453,100 and then there's good old fha as well which helps folks with uh,
3: more challenged credit history you have something you want to add? I was going to say and if you would like a, a jungle guide because we have been to the amazon ah. as mortgage pros we're happy to walk you through that grid so that you don't have to go line by line to understand what your options are. That's right. But some people are self seekers, Well, self seekers, and they want to kind of
0: do a little research. You know, we have people on our team, right? That want to get in there and kind of before they make that call, Yeah. 50% of the world's population are introverts. David, they're not all like you and me. I am. All right. <laughs> they want to do a little self research. Okay. When we come back after the news, um, I think I want to go to a story uh, about a purchase transaction that failed. Uh, this last week uh, based on the inspection Hmm. and some of the details surrounding that. And it also touches on the buyer's agency topic that we were talking about last week. We'll cover both of those things in one story after the news.
1: Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ.
2: Okay, we're back with Brian and David, and guys, we're we're about to talk about a purchase transaction that actually uh, failed for good reason, huh?
0: Yep, the number one reason why purchase transaction fail purchase transaction failed, David, is uh, poor inspection. That's right, and the unfortunate thing, I think, in all the states where we do business—Wisconsin, uh, Illinois, Minnesota, and Florida—for all your Florida financing needs, call Acunet Mortgage. Uh, is that? Oddly, the buyer has to pay for the home inspection. So one of the contingencies that, you know, you should always have is, hey, I'll buy your house as long as a registered certified Wisconsin home inspector says it's okay, you know, that it's free of defects. And um, so defects is a defined term in the Wisconsin offer to purchase. And it's basically anything that would significantly reduce the value, impair the safety or the longevity of the property, and the key being significantly, which is, of course, open to wide interpretation. But the point is, if your home inspector finds a defect, and in this particular case, the home inspector found several defects, uh, then you, as the home buyer, have the right to do two things anybody at any time in the course of a negotiation can propose an amendment. And that's the nice thing to do because you're saying, Hey, I've got an idea. Let's agree on how these things are going to be fixed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're not going to make it fix everything, but you know, we want these four things fixed. And then if you agree to it, awesome. It's, you know, kind of a, a two way street. But it takes two to tango on an amendment. That's right. And so the way the Wisconsin offer to purchase is set up is that you as the home buyer only have so many days, and very common to have 15 days, and, and then the only thing you have the right to do is throw the red flag on the field and say, I found a defect, OK? And I object to this defect, and I want you to fix these defects. So that's called a call to notice. That's a one-way communication. Mm-hmm. Amendment requires two to tango, as you pointed out. So you've got to serve that notice. And if you don't do it before the
3: deadline,
0: you lose the right to bicker yeah,
3: over the it. the clock has gone to zero.
0: That's right. The clock has run out and now you can't use that home inspection and it's defects as a way to get out of the transaction. Mm-hmm. So even though this um, home buyer was, um, a repeat, you know, home buyer and, but they don't do it very often. I found myself reinforcing as the mortgage lender, Um, the concept that,
3: Hey, you just can't wait for them to respond to this amendment. Right. If you're on day 10 and you're waiting for day 12 on your contingency, yeah, they have to respond by then or you have to take action.
0: That's right. And so what ended up happening was on the final day, the sellers were not responding. They were not responding. They were not responding to the amendment. And so the buyer had to serve the defect notice to say, I object. And the end of this story is that. That was okay because the seller wanted out of the deal anyway, Hmm. because the house that they were looking at buying fell through. Guess what? Based on the inspection. Inspection. Okay. Okay. But there was this uh, other awkward moment in between there, because whenever you're writing your offer, and this is why you need a really good buyer's agent. uh, When you're writing that offer, there's a little option that says, does the seller have the right to cure the defects that I might declare? need fixing? Do they have the option? So this is like handing a baton back and forth of who has the right to make a decision now, or who mm-hmm. has the right to make a move on this chessboard? So in this case, the seller was given the right to cure defects. So I, as the buyer, throw my red flag on the field and I'd hand the baton over to the seller. And now I have to wait and find out, are you going to cure the defects or not? Mm-hmm. But the problem in this case was, there was no additional language in there, and the only standard in the Wisconsin offer to purchase is? Good and workmanlike. That's right. If I declare a defect uh, on a home inspection and the, the seller, seller has, has the
3: right to cure, they'll say, okay,
0: I'll, I'll fix it. Good I'll I'll cure cure and, and They get
3: to decide how. Wow.
0: You, know, it's, you, know, you know what it is, it's got to be good and workmanlike, right. and then it's got to be done three days before. Uh, does it have to be done by a licensed electrician? Mm-mm. doesn't say that. You'd like that. And so the the way to head that off with a really good buyer's agent is to put those provisions in your original offer. You cannot add them later, right? If you say the seller's got the right to cure my recommendation for all buyer's agents is build in some extra language that gives your buyer the right to participate in the manner in which cures are defected. If the seller elects to cure them, Mm -hmm. if you can get away with writing the offer, and not have the and not give the seller the right to cure all the better, because now you can just kill the deal dead by declaring the defect it's over, yeah. uh, and then you're proposing the amendment to try to do it before the time runs out all right, so that like, sounds like the details matter when,
3: especially when you're negotiating hey we'd like some things to be fixed
0: but the uh, yes, that is absolutely true. The other thing that's true is it's just a fact of life you you don't get your money back you, you No, I'm going to mention that. You don't get reimbursed for the home inspection that found the defects. It's like you're paying to tell the seller what's wrong with their property. I got one other very important detail to point out on this failed home purchase, and I'll cover that when we come back.
2: And you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ.
1: getting you through the home buying process. Welcome back to the AcuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ.
2: Okay, we're talking about a purchase transaction that failed and a home inspection was related, which proves that details really do matter, guys, huh?
0: Yes, it does, and then how you negotiate that home inspection contingency, the details matter. And the other thing that was surprising to the home buyer um, was when I told them now, okay, so the seller doesn't want to sell, right, because they had a failed home inspection on the home they wanted to buy, and you don't want to buy because of the defects you found in the property. You do not automatically get your money back. You don't automatically Uh, get your earnest earnest money. money. Yeah, you do not automatically get your earnest money back, to which he went, what? Yep, the Wisconsin offer to purchase requires uh, that the broker, the real estate broker who's holding the earnest money in their trust account. So it's not like they can go spend it on pizza or, you know, business expenses. So it isn't a segregated account, but in order to release that party, they need written instructions from both parties, both the seller and the buyer in order for them to disperse the money. Hmm. And now in this case, there was no contention, but if there was contention, uh, 100 out of 100 home buyers are surprised to find out that they and the seller both have to sign a written document which is called the consent and mutual release where they say hey we had a contract but we're releasing each other from all the obligations therein and we are both instructing the uh listing agent uh yeah the listing broker to disperse the earnest money now if there's been a beef uh between the buyer and seller sometimes that agreement says the seller's going to keep all or some of the earnest money hmm. or the seller's going to keep all the earnest money plus a thousand dollars because you know of whatever and they don't even have to say the because and and we're going to release each other otherwise you end up going to court uh, small claims court is where most earnest money disputes are held or decided but then the other thing we're talking about off the air is that We've noticed a spate. Did you use the word spate? No, Mr. Thesaurus. What did you say?
3: Uh, Just a string. A string. String.
0: Uh, Okay. A string of transactions lately where there are teams of realtors, which makes sense, right? Just like, you know, Acunet has a team of loan consultants. and uh, There are these teams of, of real estate agents out there. And we're finding that the buyers sign up with the team. And then in some cases, they end up being represented uh, by a junior member of the team as their buyer's agent when the team or the senior member has a listing. In other
3: words, if I write an offer, well, let's use you and me, it's team wickert, in right. This example. Yep. Well, Brian has a listing. Okay. And, and David uh, helps Susie uh, real estate. Yeah. yeah. So we were yeah. pretending we're real estate. Yeah. We're pre- now, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're the wicker real estate yeah, team. And I'm helping Susie write an offer on Brian's listing. Well, right. So I can't be your buyer's agent. Yeah. Dad, the old guy with all the experience, can't yeah. be
0: the uh, buyer's agent anymore because I'm conflicted and I have to represent my other client. Right. The seller. So, you know, I think it deserves a, when whenever you are engaging a buyer's agent, you should have a buyer's agency agreement and you should have a detailed conversation about two topics. Who exactly is going to represent me if I end up writing an offer on one of your team's listings? Right. Because in my world, I would like to have a experienced seasoned professional or maybe. Right. Or maybe if I'm working with a junior member of the team, maybe I would also like to have the office manager uh, for that real estate brokerage on my team. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to let's, but let's have that conversation up front. Um, because you know, it just, I don't personally, I don't like having two people from the same team, one representing the seller and one representing the buyer. That's not my comfort level. If it was me, it's awkward. I would say, okay, great. We're going to write on one of your listings. Give me a real estate agent on somebody else's team. I don't want to use anybody on your team. Yeah. You know, I would want to switch teams. Then the other thing that I think is critical To have a conversation about what the buyer's agent is what happens if i find a for sale by owner property and what i would want to have happen there as the buyer is my buyer's agent stays my buyer's agent and writes into the offer that the seller is going to agree to pay x percent of the purchase price to my buyer's agent as compensation to my buyer's agent Mm -hmm. i would never ever ever want to see uh that buyer's agent of mine, all of a sudden become an agent of the seller and take what's called a one party listing. So those couple of tips there mm. when you're out, details shopping. matter on yeah, yeah, who's it's on all, your team, it's all very complicated. All right. So, but
3: that's why we're here to help. What are we going to do when we come back to gift? We're going to talk about oh, yeah. when you're sitting around at Christmas dinner.
0: Yeah. Let's talk to you about how to extract a gift from your relatives and then <laughs> actually how to uh, get the gift money to the closing table. Cause guess what? The
2: details matter. We'll cover that when we come back. All right, you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ.
1: Two guys that love talking pigskin. Evaluate some
4: of the players that may or may not be on this team going forward.
1: Yeah, you know, this is a pretty important week here. Steve Scafidi and Greg Matzik go all things Packers. It. It's the Rookie. Tomorrow morning at 835. Jones up the middle Touchdown! Monday Morning Quarterbacks, presented by Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. We're the home of a Green Bay Packers since 1929. WTMJ.
4: It's a great time to check out the amazing inventory of new and pre-owned motorcycles at the award-winning Wisconsin Harley-Davidson and Walk. Not sure which bike is right for you? The expert sales staff at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson will help you select a motorcycle that is perfect for your needs. While you're at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson, be sure to take a look at the huge selection of motor clothes and accessories. Whether you're looking for a new leather jacket, boots, jeans, t-shirts, button downs, sweaters, any Harley accessories to complete your look, Wisconsin Harley-Davidson is the place to shop for what you need to get you through a day on the bike and onto a night on the town. Stop into Wisconsin-Harley-Davidson located just off I-94 on Highway 67 South in Economa Walk. Online at Wishd.com. Follow Wisconsin-Harley-Davidson on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Pinterest too. Wisconsin-Harley-Davidson is the motorcycle dealership named Shepherd Express, best of Milwaukee two years in a row. Wisconsin-Harley-Davidson in Economa Walk.
3: If you've got really good credit, we can get you approved for just about anything you want. But so can everybody else. Did you know that the number of people in America with less than perfect credit is fifty percent larger than the number with really good credit? This means that about two-thirds of America has difficulty getting approved for what they want. This is Richard Kessler and if you know anything about me at all you know that I've got your back. That's why I've jumped through all kinds of hoops to secure a lender for you. When you're in love and you want to buy an engagement ring, it's the worst possible time to have your credit rejected. Go to KesslersDiamonds.com and click the button labeled Financing. We've helped the vast majority of our applicants get approved. Like I said, I've got your back. That's KesslersDiamonds.com.
2: Really good credit? Less than perfect credit? No problem at Kesslers. Come into his store or visit KesslersDiamonds.com, click on the financing page, and start the approval
1: process now. W277-CV and WTMJ-Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ. Don't just find a house, find your home. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ.
2: Can the green and gold finally pull off a road win? Voice of the Packers, Wayne Larrabee, joins Gene Miller for a full recap from Minnesota. That's all tomorrow morning, 7.51 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Gentlemen, back to you. So when you're a first-time home buyer, I know this happened in my
0: case. Uh, your mother and I, David, got a gift from my parents. I didn't know that. Yeah, to help with the down payment on our house. Back in which, 1983? Yeah, just by the way. Was what was the, the rate? Uh, I should look it up. but 14%? Yeah, It was a hideous loan program hmm. because the payments went up every year. It was called a graduated payment mortgage. and Wow the payments weren't enough initially to even cover the, uh, interest. So but the balance actually went up, but Jack then, and Marge gave a gift. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And, um, so gifts are very common. They always have been. And in today's, uh, mortgage lending world, gifts are perfectly fine as a source for down payment. Uh, all the money can come from a gift. Yes. Every single penny and closing costs too. And so, uh, we've got a, a loan going on where it's fairly quick. And we had a conversation about uh, gifts here on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving because it's crunch time. We're closing now this coming Friday, so really only one, four, five business days
3: before closing. And so what are you going to say to mom just texted me and said it was a gift from my parents. <laughs> oh, okay. Ernie and Agnes. Wow. All, right. All, All right, so There you go. right. Let's credit them both. <laughs> I think we got a gift from both of them. I
0: think, you know what though? My parents gave us a car and so did theirs. Okay. Anyway. Sorry. So um, the uh, story is that all the details matter, including how the gift money gets to either the borrower or the uh, closing table. And in this case, we probably could have done a better job of kind of calling a summit of all the parties involved, the, you know, the home buyer and the gift donors, because it kind of got out of hand. David, you want to say
3: what happened? Well, what we're trying to coordinate is both the movement of money, but when a parent or a grandparent is giving money, one thing to take into consideration is how long will, how long does it take if you have to wait for your bank to say you have good funds to give? Correct,
0: correct. So in this case, there was a lot of money that was going to be moving around, and so we had to call a timeout, I guess. Let me, I'm, trying to, I'm going to try to summarize here when money goes into a borrower's account from a gift prior to closing we have to get a copy of the check from the donor and a copy of the back of the check or something from the donor to show that it was actually that check and not a substitute check that came in from the oh, I don't know, the seller or the real estate agent Right? So that's why we have to get the front and the back of the donor's check. And then we have to show that it was deposited into the home buyer's account. So a lot of documentation going on. And in this particular case, our um, home buyer had already received a gift from grandma, had already received a gift from one of the parents, and then was going to get more gift money at the closing. Okay. And rather than deal with all that documentation, right? Cause remember I said there were already two gifts that went into the, our home buyer's account. That would be a lot of documentation. What we suggested is, is there any way that we can just do one larger gift mm-hmm. and have you wire those funds to closing? Wire the funds to closing? Cause why is that such
3: a good maneuver? Then there's no documentation required of the borrower's accounts Thats right themselves. Uh, of the
0: of the donor's
3: accounts, right, all
0: we have to do then is have a gift letter that says the gift is going to be coming from the account ending in one, two, three four, and then when we get the wire in and it 's got to have the donor's name on the letter, right, so it's mom and dad in this case it 's got to match where the wire comes from now, in this particular case, the parents own a business, and so we had to cover this as well. The money can 't come from a business because that is not a allowable donor. Oddly enough, a gift cannot come from a living trust, even though that's almost the same as a human. So in order to do a gift to home buyers, if you have a bunch of money, moms and dads, grandparents in your revocable living trust, like your mom and I do, Mm -hmm. you'd have to take it out of your revocable living trust, put it into an account that you own as mom and dad regular humans, not in a, and not in the name of a living trust. And then the gift comes from there. Well, as you just pointed out, banks have rules on the movement of money on how long the money has to be in an account before it can go out. So we actually got on the phone on Wednesday with the mom and dad and we were calling their bank to make sure how long does the money have to be on deposit before you can take it out in the form of a wire. And the answer was zero to five days, depending. (laughs) Well, it's was like, well, that's kind of a problem because of course the people are going on it down. So long story short, we came up with a plan, uh, that allowed the money to get into their personal human being bank accounts in sufficient time so that they can wire the funds. Did I mention Mark that the details matter?
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. In this, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. They abs- And so you got to deal with people that know what's going on and that can anticipate, you know, how to manage the details so that you have a successful closing uh, on time, successful closing and on time closing. All right. So the bottom line is home sales are down in October, but listings are up. So it is a better time to be a home buyer. Why not go out there now in the month of December when nobody is out there buying homes? December is the least, uh, least active month of the year for people to write offers. Get out there and write an offer, but don't go without your rock-solid guaranteed pre-approval from Acunet. There's also still time to refinance before the Fed raises rates again in mid-December. There's a what chance of Fed rate? 74% chance. That's right. All you got to do to get started with either a rock-solid pre-approval or a no Social Security re- number required refi checkup. is click on that blue button at Acunet.com. We'll be off now for
2: the next two weeks, Mark, so we'll see you later in December. And we'll look forward to catching up with you soon. Always an enjoyable way to spend a Sunday morning with you guys. You take care. Uh, WTMJ News Time 1059.
0: The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of AccuNet Mortgage and AccuNet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee LLC.